Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Our thanks to every single person listening to this. You mm-hmm. know why? Because they donated or are near a person who donated who's <laughs> listening without headphones. <laughs> Just kind of basking in their glory. Yeah. That you're wondering why am I why why is this person so luminous? Why uh-huh. can't I get a little of that? Why am I so ordinary? You're thinking. Well, you can't get pregnant. That's why you can't get it. <laughs> well, yes, of course, and I they're can't. pregnant. And yeah, sure. Um, but also, they donated to MaximumFun.org. Yeah, and are pregnant. Yeah. So, what heroes? What I was, heroes that person is. I was going to say that it's... What heroes that person is. What a fun <laughs> sentence. Way to fucking waste your money on this shit, assholes. <laughs> uh, should we introduce our guest? I would love to. Okay, so this... We, let's explain what's happening. This is a special audience Q&A mm-hmm. issue episode of Jordan... Again, this is a garbage program. <laughs> <laughs> episode of Jordan Jesse You would Go. think we would bring our best for the donors. I'm tired. Here's the thing, Jordan. You would think. Uh, my wife was out of town doing a, a live episode of her show, One Bad mm-hmm. Mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was home with all of our children. Mm-hmm. and I, All 12 of them? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, and the shoe that we live in was very full. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was home with all of our children and have not had any respite. mm I mean, when you're a parent, weekends are, are become harder than weekdays, and I, I just haven't had any respite. And I, I, I had an Excedrin earlier, mm. so I was pumped for a little while. Yeah, you got to treat yourself every now and then. Oh God, yeah, it feels so have, good. Have a little you time. Oh my God. And then what happens is, if, after the Excedrin wears off, I kind of feel like garbage, and I was so tired. Mm. I may have eaten one medical mint. Ooh. A single medical mint. So uh, you're you're rolling on a mint, huh? Just one. And it's an old lady volume of mm-hmm. medicine. Hell yeah, dude. Our guest. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. You're blazing. Our guest on the program, a, a good pal of ours, mm-hmm. a celebrated comedy writer. Celebrated? <laughs> sure. That seems strong. By you? Yeah. You, you I'm just here celebrating me. you. You've just right celebrated now. me. That is enough. Surprise! Yes! <laughs> Our friend Sarah Morgan. Hi, everyone. The ahoy, ahoy. Hi. Uh, thanks. Jesse. Oh, did you I'm, say ahoy, hoy? I did say ahoy, hoy. Mr. Burns. I, I, I like to pretend that's how British people say hello in this country. <laughs> it's, it's like a rumor, like a myth that I'm trying to spread. God, that, that would yeah. be a fun way to really fuck with us when you're... And by the way, thank you for coming to visit no, us. No, that's yeah. fine. I've traveled 5,000 miles just to talk to Jesse about how he still drugs, Jesse. I came... He's the king of drugs. Oh, that dude's blazing. <laughs> the final... Oh, that dude doesn't know what last he's time, talking about. La- this time last year, I was on the show and Jesse had just become the king of drugs yeah and i'm really glad to hear that he's still na- on horse Guys. now he's on the horse yeah it's drugs. june <laughs> it's like <laughs> <laughs> thanks prince i get the reference thank you it's thank a real you. yeah by I mean, the way would you like to join my gang the disciples <laughs> i think the right i mean I think the medical marijuana you were ingesting was a gateway drug mm. yeah and now you're i mean you're mm. on to Excedrin, it sounds like. Yep. Okay. Medical the shits. Yep. Uh, Pepto-Bismol. Oof. Yeah. Pink, Slow down. Pink bismuth. <laughs> Slow Hang down, on. What, what baby. is a medical mint, please? Uh, I was a mar- It was a marijuana. A med- medical a, an marijuana edible mint. edible marijuana mint. Oh, yeah. But it's one where you could take, I could take 
if I was going to do it to like really be high, I would take like two or three. Sure. And when I need to get fucked up on mints, I just pour it in a bowl and then pour over some milk and eat it like cereal. <laughs> right. I got a tolerance, man, because I love to blaze. I, the reason, the, fi- the straw that broke the camel's back for me was I just came almost directly. I dropped my son off at home, but I came from this uh, fi- fifth birthday party, mm. Paw Patrol themed. Oi, oi, oi. And I've, my, my home has been blessedly free of Paw Patrol. I turned around on uh, Octonauts. Mm-hmm. Octonauts is great. Man. For a while, I, I made fun of Octonauts one time on this show. And it, honestly, I've watched a number of Octonauts after that. Octonauts is pretty good. I have uh, Captain Barnacle's left me a, a voicemail message. Oh. Uh, my friend Simon Greenall, who's the, he's, he, you may know him from Alan Partridge. Uh-huh. Uh, he's the voice of Captain Barnacle. Oh. And he left my kid a voicemail. So oh. I love Octonauts. Um, I, we, I have a friend who's one of the Yo Gabba Gabba characters. And Ooh. he said he often gets requests to do that and it almost invariably upsets the children. <laughs> but anyway, I I went to this I went to this fifth birthday party and this was in a city called Rosemead, mm-hmm. which is one of many cities in Los Angeles, Los Angeles County, where you could tell me that it was in Sonoma County. Like the my I, it's it rings a bell to mm-hmm. me. If you say it, I say, "Yes, that's a town I know." Sure. But you, if you said to me, oh, like it's right outside Las Vegas, I'd be, yeah, I'd probably pass through it when I was on my – there's so many places like that. It was in the parking lot of a children's dentist. Mm-hmm. I think that one, I think that one of the dentists was one of the parents. Okay. And he had access to a lot. And he had access to a lot, which, of course, is a perfect party venue. Oh, yeah. So there were – and I'm not – I had never – did either of you – Ever have, like, entertainment at birthday parties when you were a child? No. No. We did a lot of rec center birthdays. So there was a lot of a dad getting a handful of change and throwing it in the pool. (laughs) And then we all got the change until we were tired. (laughs) That sounds great, (laughs) Oh, you know what? No. There was a one – I remember going to one birthday party as a kid and a Sergeant Slaughter impersonator came. Sergeant Slaughter was, I think he's a professional wrestler. He started out as a wrestler, but he also, his his wrestling character made appearances on the G.I. Joe cartoon. Okay. And so I guess this, so, and I'm thinking to myself, what kind of man became a Sergeant (laughs) Slaughter impersonator in 1988? They're just passing out flyers at Gold's Gym, I think. Yeah, right. So, okay, so there was at this party. Do you have a Boy Scout hat? (laughs) There was at this party a photo booth, Mm -hmm. a bubble concession, Mm Mm-hmm. A taco stand? A, what's a bubble concession? You know, like a giant Sanitizer, vat of bubble. bubble stuff with cool. those things with ropes and sticks. <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, a taco stand. Cool. Pizza. Don't hate any of this. A uh, um, uh, Mexican-style clown. Okay. <laughs> a lot of, like, neon and, like, doll-like characteristics. Yeah. Uh, doing face paint, but also putting on a show. And a piñata. And that might be the full list of the things they had. Shit, man. Oh, uh, tents. Tents? Tents. What's in the tents? Cafe tables, the kind that you stand at. What? This, what? there was, oh, and a DJ. Wow. What five-year-old's party is, is complete without the hottest hits? Were they just playing top 40? 
for a while. Eventually, they segued into a little kind of freestyle mini set. Okay, not a set that was a set of freestyle music like Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam, <laughs> uh, and then back into the top top four. Okay, um, it was a lot. Yeah, for me. Yeah. Needless to say, the children were just running in circles around mm-hmm. the parking lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. they didn't weren't they don't care. Yeah, they don't want any. Oh, and Sky from Paw Patrol. That's so. There's two girl ones in Paw Patrol because they yeah. realized that there are two kinds of women now. There's pink ones and other ones. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's pink girls and then there's like weird girls. Like they did that in the Smurfs as well. There was a there's a girl Smurf and then there's like a punky Smurf. Yeah. Who was the? Yeah. I don't. I guess I did. I never. I guess I didn't stick with Smurfs long enough it, to. Uh, it's only in Smurfs two, the film that just came out. Oh, okay. But, uh, on the poster, they've got Smurf and punky girl Smurf. Sure, yeah. Yeah. the two kinds of women. In Paw Patrol, yeah, right. they, it's the two Kim, kinds uh, of women. Kim Deal Smurf. Yes, exactly. it's uh, cute little girls and ice queens. Mm. Those are the two types of women. This was mm. the pink one, Sky, yeah. not Everest. Yes, queen. Everest. Thank you. I couldn't remember her name. Anyway, so this was, a, this was a person in a dog costume. Yeah, it was a cousin. And what was funny is um, you could see this was not a professional. This was not a professional, although it was a professional quality costume. Mm. Uh, this cousin, it was a, it was uh, you could see at the seam of his neck uh, the logo on his T-shirt of the highly credible rap music label Stones Throw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just was like, this guy. He didn't know. He, he didn't even know. He's just the only. The only cousin small enough, the only family member small enough to fit in this <laughs> lady's costume or something. Uh, speaking of uh, animal visitors, <laughs> uh, I think. I mean, obviously, we've got these. We've got these Q and As. Yeah, that I think people want us to get to. That you found a segue to that. <laughs> but I think it our our. Our chat with Sarah would not be complete yeah. without hearing if you're uh, not, the story of business cat. If you're not my Facebook friend already, like Jordan and Jesse are, who both liked this photo. Oh, yeah. So I know they already know about this. Uh, at the Airbnb I was staying at, uh, it was very nice and had a, a little outdoor bit. And I was sitting typing, doing some work. And I looked up and there was a cat in a suit and tie. <laughs> business cat. <laughs> Wait, a suit and tie? I thought it just had a tie. It was like a tie and a collar, like a sort of yeah, like yeah. like a if he was if he was a stripper. It suggested a shirt. It would be tearaway trousers and the collar thing. <laughs> like, uh, sorry, tearaway pants and the, the, you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm doing auto translate to like I need to turn it down a bit. The fade uh, on my auto translate. Uh, we yeah. call it a van. <laughs> a van. A lorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Elevator is the word. Oh, can I just say, mm-hmm. I've sure. never heard an American say the word respite out loud before, and that was that made me very happy. <laughs> respite. Yeah. You're delightful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we business have, cat. We have fun over here. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pronouncing Taking stuff. the Queen's English. Saying stuff. Making funny sounds with it. Uh, yeah, business cat. Uh, I, should I send Brian a picture of Business Cat so that the listeners, as bonus content, can see Business Cat? It, oh, it I is, think that would be a great tease if maybe yeah. people you know, hadn't donated yet and they were considering oh, yeah. if we could put up a picture of Business Cat yeah. and say, do you want to hear the story so, behind this? And yeah. this is really going to pay off. Which I, I guess like, that's not a really, much of a story. The you story really is pay Business off. Cat it's, came out. It's not that the story pays off with the picture. It's that the picture pays sure. off with the story. I looked up and saw it. Yeah. So, but well, have you figured out yeah. what... Cause, have I figured out what Business he, Cat was? Like, he just emerged. Yeah. Just came out uh, from, uh, from a hedge. A hedge. A hedge and uh, just sat there 
very chill cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played with it for a bit. It was quite mangy. Mm-hmm. So I was concerned. I, I sent a picture of it to the... Mangy? Oh, we say respite. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was sort of it was short haired. It was very chill, but it was it, I felt like it might have fleas, so I sent a picture to uh, the landlord of the Airbnb, and uh, they took like twenty four hours to reply. <laughs> Just I was slightly concerned, and they were like, "Oh no, that's our neighbour's cat. He's called Freddie." I'm giving away too much information about my Airbnb. Um, yeah, I think people are going to dox your Airbnb oh, host. Yeah. They, uh, and he just wears the little tie around? Yeah, apparently it's just a chill, well-dressed neighbor's cat. It's a really, you know, if you're a long way from home, uh, it, it is very, it's delightful to uh, see a business cat, I think. Do you think that given that he, <laughs> given that he emerged from a hedge, yeah. it's possible he works in the finance sector? No. Nice. Managing hedge funds? Oh, sure. Beautiful. It could be. Beautiful. It could be. I wish I knew other finance term. Bulls. <laughs> Bulls. Stocks, bonds, That's buy, sell. Yeah. Uh, stocks. Wouldn't it be great if he had a little briefcase in his mouth? Yeah. Just think about it. Just yeah. With like a dead little, canary. Little in little sharp yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, gotta bring, just, my, I bring my work home with me. <laughs> I bought you this, Mum. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, and your cat just leaves you something. Yeah. yeah. But inside a briefcase. Would Always be, on yeah. call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get into questions <laughs> since this is a QA Q's. episode. Uh, first question. Comes from an old friend, mm-hmm. Lothreeper. Maybe you've heard of him, Jordan. Yes. Have you heard of Threeps? I've heard of Lothreeper, Threeps, C three P O, C three P O, C three P O Z. C three P O is actually just the Italian C three P O. C three P O Z. Al, known as Lothreeper, says, "Please give the origin story of Jordan Jesse Go." Well, um, you know, we looked at the podcasting landscape, which mm-hmm. at the time yeah. was, um, you know, it's a lot of like life hacks, tips, tech tips, tech news. Mm-hmm. It was very kind of like tied to tech, snooze. to tech. Tech shoes. And kind of like useful, like useful things for, you know, for that set. And I think we just looked at that landscape and we thought, these should be worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if, what if these were not about anything? We said to each other, and with that radical notion, we strolled out into the ocean and created the show. I remember in the ocean. Here are some, some things I remember. Yes. I think you probably have a better memory than I do, Jordan. Mm-hmm. I remember. Well, of course, Jordan and I did. Uh, the Sound of Young America, the show that preceded Bullseye yeah, together so when we, we were in college. Yeah, so we did a college radio show together, which, uh, you know, I think was, you know, we played a lot of music to fill the time. But we also, like, wrote some comedy bits. We did some prank calls. A lot of interviews. A lot of interviews. Talked to Gene. Yeah, our, our friend, friend Gene. Gene. <laughs> we called our dads. It was yeah. kind of just a... We... Except for Gene's dad. That yeah. he pretended was not answering the phone, but actually Gene just didn't want to put his dad on the air. Yeah, I get it. His dad's too awesome. Uh, yeah, so we had a college radio show uh, when we, we went to college together in Santa Cruz, and yeah, and I think we liked doing it. I don't. I, 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 I think it was one of the funner things we did in college. Yep. And uh, yeah, and I think when you moved down here, which was maybe a year after I did, uh, and by down here I mean L.A., um, yeah, I think you you had started podcasting the Sound of Young America. Yeah, it was maybe even more than that. I mean, I think, let's see, I graduated 2003. You graduated mm-hmm. 2004. Mm-hmm. 
And I moved down here in 2007, so it was like three years later. Yeah. Um, but you had been – so you had been doing the college radio show, and it was on a couple of NPR stations at that point? Yeah, it was on a couple of miscellaneous – well, at that point, I had I had moved from our college radio – the big move was from the college mm-hmm. radio station to the NPR station in Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. And the reason that was a big move for me – was that I no longer had to go to Santa Cruz to make the show. So I right. sold my car mm-hmm. and bought a board and a microphone and started doing it in my apartment. And I could just I, – I was going to say I could just email them the show. But actually that w- took a year or two. I originally would just mail them a CD hmm. from San Francisco to Santa Cruz. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, and then I got involved with the show. <laughs> yes. How did you – how were you involved? My my JJ. Uh, yeah. Uh, I started listening to uh, Jordan just go – because I'm not just a content provider. I'm also a fan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I started listening to uh, – I think it was about 2008, I think. Wow. Nick Hornby. Oh, yeah. yeah, was on, uh, and this is when there was eight podcasts, as you say, yeah. and they were all about tech except for this one. And I think Nick Hornby was on, and he was naming things, mm-hmm. and he named some stuff. Nick Hornby, the king of names. Nick Hornby, the king of names. Uh, I believe he named a donk or a mini horse, Aretha. Yep, he named a burlesque artist, and I think she was honeysuckle duvet. Honeysuckle duvet. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the king of names for a reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So we. Um, I think what basically my wife got into a better law school here in LA. Mm And I almost – you actually got me an interview for a PA job mm-hmm. on a TV show you were working on at one point. And if I had gotten that job, I was ready to just move to L.A. Mm-hmm. and stop doing radio mm-hmm. and just have a job because I was desperate for a job. Um, but, yeah, I, when I moved down here, I must have talked you into doing it. I, were you, do you remember? I don't remember the exact conversation, but I, I remember just – I think I, – I mean I definitely know I was PAing at the time. Um, yeah, and no, I was just kind of like looking for any and all comedy things to do. I think I had started taking UCB improv classes and doing stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think you know, just the pitch was we should do our old college radio show, but it'll be over podcasts. And I think I had maybe started like – I think maybe they had started podcasting Fresh Air at that point and there was that Ricky Gervais one. So I had kind of been <laughs> – like downloading them onto my iPod Nano, mm-hmm. so I kind of knew what it was. Anyway, so yeah, and I think you know, and I think it was just kind of a fun excuse to goof around with my bud. But also, we you know we had on, you know, our comedy pals, which were not inundated with requests to go on podcasts at that point, so yeah. they did it. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, and it was it was fun, and I think we had this. I think we had the early support of the a special thing. Um, message board. Yeah, that was a big deal. So, you know, just the fact that we were having the, you know, Andrew WKs and Tignataros of the world on the show um, meant that there was a little message board of comedy goobs that were going to listen. Yeah, comedy goobs and also Dino Stamatopoulos. Yeah! <laughs> Legendary comedy writer Dino Stamatopoulos posted <laughs> sure. And goob in his own right. Yeah, I think for me, when you moved to, when you moved to, when you graduated from mm. school and you're a year younger than I am, you, I was, I had done it your whole senior year mm-hmm. with you as I had been graduated, and then when you moved down to LA with the Sound of Young America, we used to do as I, as we said a lot of different kind of comedy mm-hmm. stuff and play music and stuff. And I was scared to do comedy by myself in a radio studio. I was like, "There's no way I'm going to do bits." Sure. And we never really were. Uh, not afraid to take calls. Mm-hmm. Like if we'd figured out that you could take calls and it's fun, we might uh, we might have done an entirely different kind of show. But we never really took shows calls on the air. And then um, 
uh, I think I went to all interview mm-hmm. on The Sound of Young America, which later became Bullseye, which you know now is still all interview, basically because I was scared to do comedy by myself mm-hmm. uh, with no audience. And Take uh, it back to the roots, Jesse. Now on Bullseye, do half interview, half solo comedy. <laughs> <laughs> or back to the roots. The fans I can do would it. appreciate it. I could do it Harry Shearer style. Half solo comedy, half reading out loud from the newspaper. <laughs> and Sideco music. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah. So I think like the part of the idea of the sound of, of Jordan Jesse Go was like all the stuff we used to do on mm-hmm. The Sound of Young America that we stopped doing when we only did, were only doing interviews. Um, hey, here's a question that pertains to both me and Sarah. Um, mm-hmm. This is from... It's pronounced Respite. Oh, excuse me. This is for me and Respite. <laughs> <laughs> Old Respite Morgan. That's me. Uh, this is from Scotch, Scotch-tastic. Scotch-tastic? Scotch-tastic? It's like scholarly, isn't it? Like oh, yeah. Scotastic. You're probably right. Uh, what are your writing habits and rituals, <laughs> if any? I'm trying to write more consistently every day. Do you have any tips? My suggestion is that Scotastic is probably someone who's really good at scholastic book fairs. Nice. <laughs> all right. They, they get in there early and get all the Garfield collections <laughs> and, and the Bon Jovi posters before everybody else. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, Sarah, can you maybe describe your writing life a little bit? I mean, the, the, the TV writer experience is a little bit different in mm, the UK. It certainly is. I, I mean, I, I actually think the phrasing of this question, I'm trying to write more consistently every day. Do you have any tips? Write consistently every day. Sure. It's like yeah. a really good tip. You're, you're already doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. The TV writing experience in the UK. Yeah. It's a very grass is greener situation because uh, in in our country, you don't staff on one show you work on everyone's shows maybe one or two days a week and then you develop your own stuff and and if I'm very lucky I sort of spend half my week writing on other people's shows and half the week uh, trying to write and sell my own things um yeah, so I'm slightly envious of like friends of mine who would like staff on shows over here. I'm like, you go to the same office every day, and yeah. you have the same lunch, and you, you have a mug and a parking you, you spot, have a, and and consistency and healthcare and all the. I mean, we have the NHS, but yeah, we have like. <laughs> but at the same time, there's something to be said for the fact that you know I have hundreds of different shows as writing credits, and I sit in nice cafes and. Type sketches for people. And you write a lot stuff. of you write a lot of uh, on a lot of topical shows. I right? do. Like, it's killing me. So you <laughs> you'll so... like you'll like get a call on Monday that says, "Can you come in for a couple days and write jokes for uh, write news themed jokes mm-hmm. for news laughs on the BBC yeah, or news whatever." News laughs. One of our most beloved <laughs> yeah. satire shows. Yeah. Sure. yeah. No, and of I... course, there's headline chuckles. So. Sure. Uh, everything. There's a lot of wry sideways looks at the news. Uh, no, I'd be mm-hmm. fuck it. I, it's it's it is kind of exhausting. Yeah, I've got. Um, there's 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 several radio based news shows. There's uh, there was a puppet news show called Newsoids. We love taking a wry sideways look at the news in sure. our country. But there has been no fucking news for three years now apart from Brexit. So, two years? Yeah, it's been two years. God, it feels the royal like wedding? You guys had the royal wedding? We did have a wedding. That was fun, yeah, probably. That was... Yeah, I mean, what's to say? There's, sure. Yeah, I'm not very good at my job. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> there's no jokes in the royal family. Uh, yeah, no, I've just mainly been re- pulling Brexit jokes out of my hard drive and re- changing the name slightly and... Is it hard yeah. to switch between uh, the gear of looking through the newspaper and writing a punchline for every headline and the gear of, you know, like you you actually, like a, a couple years ago, I mm. think we did this and you had sold a mm. 
you know, a narrative pilot to a cable network here in here yeah. in the states. Like those are two very different kinds of writing. It's it's. I'm very lucky that I get to use a lot of different muscles. Uh, I, I think there's a certainly at the moment that there are more female writers being given the opportunity to create their own shows. A lot of that means that you're doing personal stories. It's why I'm over here. I'm pitching a show that I'm hopefully going to sell over here and take all your jobs. Yeah. Uh, no, my jobs. <laughs> I need those. Yeah. Uh, but, but Wait, be- is your show about owning a menswear blog? <laughs> yeah, and a cat called Bug. I'm like... <laughs> no, no, <laughs> like, no, no, no. Like, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> my life, you've stolen it. Uh, yeah, no, seriously, there's a... There's a, a, a thing where like, like to write your own personal stories where you're emotional and hard and you sort of I quite often feel like when I'm pitching stuff I've got to like go into a room and put my innards and my sex life and my mental health and all this kind of stuff on a desk and a man pokes it with a pencil and tells me if it's going to be entertaining enough and he'll give you money for it that is kind of how women write comedy at the moment it's what they write about so also having the opportunity to write like daft sketches about Brexit and people in the news is is very satisfying I'm really happy that I do both of those things. Jordan, you've worked Serious in <laughs> both of those kinds of things yes. as well. What's it like for you, especially recently you've been, you know, the last year or so you've been freelancing mostly. How do you like, how do you not just quit? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, so yeah, I mean, most of the stuff I do recently is from home. It has maybe some periodic office visits, like, you know, a day a week or a couple of days a month where you spend in an office. And then it's just kind of like, go off and write this thing that you've agreed to write. Uh, yeah, and I'm doing a little bit better with it, but I hate it. I really right. hate it. It's bad. Uh, no, I mean, it's, you know, there are good parts about it. You can, you know, you can manage your own schedule. If you want to fucking exercise in the middle of the day, you can, gosh forbid, uh, which has been really nice. Um, yeah, and, you know, you can, uh, you know, you're not at the lunch mercy of, you know, what the mm-hmm. lunch is. So, you know, you can kind of be the boss of your own it's life. It's Kukuru, by the way. It's always Kukuru. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you can have a freelancer's lie down. Yeah, you can have a freelancer. It's that strange moment. <laughs> which is what I call jacking well, off. It's what everyone calls jacking off. It is the evening. The old freelancer's when, lie down. You just close their curtains for 10 minutes and yeah. then open their curtains wow. again. Strange. That's the street of freelancers. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think so. I think I'm getting better at it. I think I know that, you know, I know the, the, the pleasure, there are the pleasures of it and the advantages of it. Um, I prefer the other way. So I guess maybe what I try to do and stay, to say sane is to uh, just try and make it as much of a normal work day as possible. If I don't have an office to go into, I find something else. Uh, the Writers Guild here has a nice little lounge. Oh, that's uh, nice. Public libraries are great. Mm. Um, you know, when there's not someone uh, actively snoring next to you, <laughs> uh, you know, you always got to put up a little bullshit at a public library. So yeah. that's the, you know, but also you can rent a movie on your way out, yeah. which I like to do. <laughs> sure. So, you know, uh, I rent CDs, CDs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, you know, I've done I do have a little we work pass that I try and not abuse. But, you know, if I need to really have a hunker down day, I'll use that. Um, yeah, so I think maybe my tip was just to try and make it as much as as job like as you mm. can. I don't know what your situation is, person asking this question, uh, if the writing is a hobby or if it's a job. But like, yeah, I mean, if you wanted it to be your job, uh, treat it like a job. Mm. You know, get up at a reasonable hour, make some coffee, eat breakfast, start work, and then you know, knock off around five or six. Mm-hmm. When you so you for a long time had a job that was like twenty five percent writing when you were yeah. on camera. You did a lot of traveling and a yeah. lot of, but you had to, you know, you were in charge of basically writing your bits. Mm-hmm. 
um, although they weren't necessarily fully scripted. Mm-hmm. But like you, you had to generate a, f- a fair amount of ideas. Sure. Um, and you were at, at back then. You know, you were you had a sketch group at the UCB and mm-hmm. the, these kinds of. You were doing a variety of miscellaneous writing jobs. Then you got a job on an everyday topical show mm-hmm. where you had to write like five thousand jokes a day. Yeah. Um, about subreddits or whatever. Sure. Um, did doing the did doing that job where you had to generate where you had to come in with forty joke pitches uh, change the way that you did the other kinds of stuff? Um, you know, I think the thing with those uh, those times of topical late night jobs and uh, Sarah, I'm interested in mm. to know the UK version of this, but I mean, I think those topical jobs are all you get paid more. That's you, the big difference. Sure, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a big thing over there. It's like, why do we not have a John Oliver? Or and I'm like, because we don't pay our writers enough money to have that. We don't put a bank of researchers. Yeah, that's the secret yeah. mystery <laughs> behind why we don't have those shows. Yeah, uh, there. Uh, I think the the writing there is very room based mm. so you know you get together around a table you have a couple vague ideas and you kick it around with hopefully other funny people um and yeah i think that's you know when that vol you know when you need that volume i think the that writing room is a godsend it's just a great little machine it's a great little way to work i think uh so yeah like with that stuff where it's just jokes jokes premise 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 setup 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 mm-hmm. it's like the you know the room kind of creates that so uh, Jordan, how did Bug get her name from uh, Bailey? Well, Bug, my cat, uh, at the shelter, her name was Sugarcane. I said <laughs> we're going nice to name. No, we're going to say we're going to change that lame shit real quick. And you know, my dog's name were uh, Chicklet and Georgie Girl. <laughs> I mean, I get it. You're a you're a you're a volunteer at a shelter. You got to name fucking fifty pets a day. Yeah, you're gonna come up with some lame shit. Gotta it's get like when you're involved. It's like, yeah, sure, yeah. It's like when you're planning out a town. You're just gonna go with names of trees for some of the streets. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. So you know, and, and obviously at the shelter they can't all have the same names. Right. You can't double up on those names. I guess you could add a last initial, maybe. I would name one cat Rocky, and then I name the next one Rocky Two. Sure. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Rocky Junior. Lil Rocky. And Creed. Uh, Full Winkle. Sure. Wrong franchise. Yeah. yeah. Um, we can go different directions with it. Yeah. Sure. There's a lot of Rockies out there. Well, too. Um, uh, yeah, and I just thought I would, like, I didn't know I wanted to give her a new name, but I would just kind of, like, see what her personality was. Uh, yeah, so, like, just when I brought her home, she would just get real excited every time a fly would get in and chase it around. So that's where that came from. That's pretty cool. It's fun. That's fun. Um, let's see. What do we have? Uh, <laughs> what, what, what's your top five from this last year? <laughs> From Mr. Andrew Donald. Do you think that's Andrew Donald's son, who I went to high school with? Yeah, I do. <laughs> What's up, Andrew? How's your brother, Cortland? <laughs> oh, hang on, that was from Random Act of Lane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I t- what a top five. Oh, oh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I was okay. That's I was. Yeah, that was from Random Act of Lane. I was. Uh, Mr. Andrew Donald is is down here. We'll we'll get to Mr. Andrew Donald's later. Uh, top five from this past year. One. Yeah. Two. Uh-huh. Four. Yeah. Three. Uh-huh. And, uh, and you know, Black Panther. I mean, I love Black Panther. We all loved it. Um, I, I'm going to – see, I'll see if I can come up with five. Some of them are going to be from other years. I'm going to be frank. Uh, is it Spider-Man? Sure. <laughs> I like that. Not regular Spider-Man. Uh, cartoon Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 
Um, that's all I got so far. Uh, the favourite. Uh, yeah. the oh, yeah, wait, my, my top got, five is Olivia Coleman. I got <laughs> five yeah. Olivia Colesman. Colesmen. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say South Pasadena Farmers Market. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've really been enjoying that. Plus. I saw this guy named Chris who was in an improv group with – I mean an improv class with me at mm-hmm. UCB. And I, I really like that guy. I'm always happy whenever I see him. That's great. Yeah, I think he's a really talented guy mm-hmm. uh, and a good, good dude too. He's really, mm-hmm. really big. He's really big. He's like bigger than me. Yeah. Um, impresses me every time. Plays a lot of dads on TV commercials. Oh, that's nice. Um, that's two. Mm-hmm. Um, love of my family, I guess. Nice. That's yeah. nice. Drugs is going to be number four. Uh, sure. Do you really yeah, enjoy drugs? Up, dude. <laughs> that guy's going to blaze. I'm going to Waff- put waffles. Oh, waffles, oh, waffles are really good. Waffles are good. Waffles are good. Waffles yeah. are really good. What do you, I mean, do you like a, do you like a down the middle waffle or do you want a lot of fancy stuff on it? Because we're down the middle waffle. I mean, I guess just butter and syrup. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it's, it's jacking no, off, jacking off <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the day. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like I like it with the, the, the way you do it with all the whipped cream and the stuff. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. we do a nice job over yeah. here. Yeah, you, you serve batter very well in this country. I have to say, mm-hmm. all the different ways of serving batter, I approve of them all. I'm going to say roast vegetables. Nice. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. been roasting a lot of different it's kinds a great of vegetables. Side because mm-hmm. I got the thing is is I I got the I got the toaster oven. Mm-hmm. I got a nice voluminous toaster oven. And it took so long for my oven, my regular oven, to heat. Mm-hmm. It would take – because it's electric and it's crappy. So it would take like 20 minutes to heat, to preheat. Wow. And like by the time 20 minutes is over, why, you, why do you even still you – You've already, just eaten all your vegetables. Yeah, you went raw. to Taco Bell and came yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, but the, the toaster oven, you can just put two people's worth of vegetables in there, chop them roughly and put some olive oil <laughs> and salt and pepper on them, That's put them in the old roaster. Some good eating. They sure. come out great. Tasty every time. I one of the best parts of being a grown up is learning to actually sincerely enjoy eating some vegetables. Mm. Some, yeah, I agree. All, but... It's been an exciting. I gave up meat this year, mm-hmm. uh, and and that was doable by not by people telling me how terrible meat was, but by just by going, look, this place does really nice food, and it's mm-hmm. near you, and you can get paneer, which is as nicer than any meat if you have a nice Indian takeaway. Yeah, yeah. So finding fun ways to eat vegetables is plus. Yeah. I mean, you can yeah. you can really focus on waffles. Really buckle down. Oh and man, kick yeah. the yeah. shit out I was, of waffles. I was putting bacon on them. What's the point in that? Yeah, just cream, <laughs> and more strawberries and a little stuff. cream on them like a baby kitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, well here's your friend from high school, Mr. Yes. Andrew Donald, mm. uh, asks, "What are your proudest podcasting achievements?" Oh, Andrew, another question. How's your brother, Cortland? Uh-huh. A, and B, are you still into Guttermouth? <laughs> <laughs> How into Guttermouth are you still? Do you keep up with them? Do you, have you listened to the new stuff? Is there new stuff? I have a lot of questions. Um, what are your y'all's, prou- what, y'all's, what are y'all's proudest podcasting accomplishments? Um, yeah, let's Are you see. proud of anything you've ever podcasted, Jordan? <laughs> no. Uh, no, I mean, I do. You know, we, we goof on the quality of this show a lot. Yep. We say that it's bad. Uh, and in a certain way it is, but also <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, it's bad. It and anyone who likes it is bad. Anyone who will be a guest on oh, it is a, yuck. Is a bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but I uh, I am legitimately proud that we have been doing it this long. And I, I just – I just – 
like our fans a lot. They're yeah. great. It's Thanks. so great. So uh, yeah, yeah, present company included. Aww. It is. It is great to be doing a thing for people you like. Yeah, and I kind of know because I have made a lot of different things for a lot of different audiences, and I know what it's like when you feel like you don't like the people who are the primary ingesters of the thing. Um. And yeah, and it's it's like it is great just to know that like every interaction I've had with a Max Fun person just about has been a lovely experience, and I think they like the show for the right reasons. I think they, you know, they just are, you know. I think if you like the show, you're a you're a sweet, smart person who just happens to like jack off humor. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, which I think is a very good kind of person to yeah, be. One of the top kinds. Uh, yeah, and you know, top you, five. yeah, and you like you know, and you like the kind of smart comedians we have as guests and and you're cool. So yeah, I'm definitely like I'm definitely like proud. I don't know how conscious it was. Uh certainly not on my part. I don't know about you, Jesse, but uh, yeah, it wasn't that's not like let's try and create the like you know, world's coolest fans, but I think just like accidentally we did. Uh Oh, we yeah. did. We just sent a couple guys over to the graveyard and <laughs> <laughs> Had yeah. him dig up some parts. Sure. Oh, Got yes. A lightning rod. Right. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's alive. We're going to try and uh, create a woman next year. <laughs> I think. Speaking of creating a woman, you've you told me you've only just seen Weird Science, and this blows my mind. So I saw. Weird <laughs> I was going to plug Bubble just then. Yeah. And then I'm talking good. about Weird Science. Can we talk about Bubble? Let's circle sure, back yes. to Bubble. I, I am really, but, really like, proud yeah. of Bubble. I'm, yeah. uh, I am. And I, I wrote I an think... episode of Bubble, and I want to talk about that. But let's talk it's about great. the fact you've not seen Weird Science. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mental. Uh, so Weird Science. Uh, Wait, are we talking about the movie or the USA original television series, well, which I did not know existed? Well. To me, I had assumed I had seen Weird Science because I guess I had logged a lot of hours of that USA original TV show with the sure. budget version of everybody. Yeah, sure. Well, you're waiting for Silk Stockings to start. Of course. Or uh, the uh, edited for TV version of Get a Life. <laughs> uh, or something hosted by Rhonda Shearer. Wait, was Get a Life in syndication? Oh, you know, maybe it was Fox. Maybe Fox Late Night had an edited version of Get a Life. Wow, that's wild. Yeah. Why would they run that again? Oh, wait. I mean, like, I want to be clear. I watched Get a Life is the Chris Elliott show. Got it. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the – what's that show about the guy who went – Dream On? Dream On. (laughs) Why did I know you were thinking of Dream On? You two are adorable. (laughs) Dream On. Brian Ben-Ben. Yeah, good old Brian Ben-Ben. Um yeah, so what are we talking about? Oh, weird science. We're talking it's about science. shows we tried, shows we watched as ten-year-olds uh, in yes. the hopes we would see boobs. Sure, yeah, um, yeah. You can always count on those USA to shows to have like a lady in a bikini for a, for yeah. a scene. Um, and so I had just assumed I had seen Weird Science, and then uh, kind of a couple months ago, our buddy and past guest on this show, Andy Wood. Asked me if I wanted to come over to his house to watch Weird Science because he has a new podcast where he watches like twin movies. Mm. Oh, what's the twinsy for Weird Science? Uh, good question. I forget. Right. Um, but yeah, it's one you know like that. You know how there was two asteroid movies one year or two right. like two ant movies. I, I, I'm pitching to do striptease and showgirls for the. Oh yeah, the two stripper movies in the same year. Yeah. They, oh yeah. Yeah. That would be great. They, they did Gremlins and Ghoulies, I think it was. Anyway, yes. Why are we? We, we still haven't got back to plugging Bubble, but we are now <laughs> plugging someone else's podcast. So I said – and so we started Weird Science um, and it just dawned on me five minutes that I had never seen it. Like all of this was new <laughs> to me. And 
I thought so. Who was? What's the name of the woman who plays Lisa? Kelly LeBrock. Kelly LeBrock. Is... Uh, this only came up because I think we were talking on Skype or something, and I was testing the mic, and I started doing Kelly LeBrock from Weird Science's voice because it's a good you know clear way of talking in an english accent hello what would you little maniacs like to do now and you didn't understand the reference and it was <laughs> astonishing to me i don't know why it's that astonishing but so <laughs> you're well, a I man mean, of I your s- own age i know i seem like a guy who would yeah. have seen weird science yeah you're out of shape al i'll kick your ass so it's kelly lebron to talk like kelly lebron is great in that movie she's so funny She's she's got that voice. She's an '80s babe, great diction. Uh, <laughs> what now? <laughs> and every other part of that movie is so unbelievably awful, unbelievably bad. Like when you say bad, do you mean inept or immoral? All, <laughs> all. It's a really good film. Is it? Yeah. No, I don't know. I did moral. Like... It's sweet. Is it's, it? Uh, yeah. He does that. He does that awful racist voice and pretends to be a jazz man. <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall does a she kicked sub the balls Billy, and called you, oh God, that's a rude sub yeah. Billy Crystal uh, jazz man. But everyone did that in the eighty in eighties films. There's always had to be yeah. a scene in eighties films where some white people sure. went into a black bar and for some reason weren't allowed to leave <laughs> unless they danced or sang the blues perfect. or like it was just like just they just leave the it's fine. I mean, I mean I, okay yeah I'll forced s- fun from black people. It was a really bad trope in sure. all eighties comedies. Yeah, I know. I, I I just will. I do think that. That, you know, sometimes those those moments are wrapped up in a, you know, an otherwise good movie. I didn't think it was good enough to justify their... Anyway, I did not like Weird Science. Can I tell you a secret? Yeah. You know how there's this... No, I've definitely seen Weird Weird Science. You know how there's this reevaluation of John Hughes going on in the context of contemporary values? Mm. I am grateful for it, not only because... I um, – not only because I think it's important mm-hmm. to consider those things when considering works of art, uh, but also because I think maybe just because of a weird place I fall on that timeline, nothing about – I've never liked any of those movies. Like mm-hmm. I like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles okay. Oh, yeah. That's good. But like of the – like none of those John Hughes 80s teen movies have any appeal for me at all. I watched – Home Alone, not that long ago. It was all, it's all right. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, yeah, I have warm feelings about The Breakfast Club, and I think The Breakfast Club does have like you know problematic stuff in it, but I think it's kind of wrapped up in this good-hearted movie, so it it you know is worth you know not throwing every copy in the trash. <laughs> anyway, yeah. anyway, the bubble's say, good. Do you, say, <laughs> did, do you guys say canceled over here? Like so and so has been canceled. Y- you canceled. Yeah. We yeah. Say yeah that. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Can we not cancel John Hughes? He's fine. No, I know. Um, I, yeah. I. I. Yes. I think John Hughes is one of those things where it's like it. Yeah. Those. They're from a different time, but I think they do have. Mm. They, they. They do have worth. I, mean, I would like to suggest. I think this is sure. probably on the web. On there mm-hmm. was a Pitchfork article maybe five years ago about John Hughes hanging out at Wild Pitch Records in L.A. with like Tone Loke and shit. <laughs> And uh, then eventually hanging out at the sort of follow-up, like, hangout spot in L.A., uh, which was the Far Side's house. Mm-hmm. Just like the Far Side had a house, which is why their album was – they had an album called Lab Cabin California. That was the name of their house that they all lived in and recorded in. And all these cool L.A. hip-hop people went. And John Hughes, who at the time, by the way, was like 40 and, like, had three children – and a domestic life would just go over there and hang out and, and hang out with them and like, uh, you know, play them turtles records or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And uh, that really makes you like John Hughes. When you sure, read yeah. that article about like John Hughes kicking it with, uh, you know, Fat Lip, you're like, yeah, that's pretty good. Young MC is mm-hmm. there for some reason. Do you <laughs> guys... a lot of hit, hit songs at the time. Should we, should we talk about Bubble? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Bubble is very good. Sarah, in addition to writing basically everybody's favorite episode, was just a, a you know, a great, you know, uh, a, a creative pal in it and listening to every idea. So, I, that wasn't, I wasn't moving around to toot my horn. No, and my no, no. Horn. I'm tooting I think, for you. I'm I think tooting. Bubble is an achievement of Max Fun that everyone should be very proud of. Uh, it's really cool. Yeah. Well done, everyone. Thank you. Thank <laughs> well you. done, Jesse. We like it. <laughs> I'm proud of Jordan more. Sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was that, that was my my podcasting achievement of last year. Besides my own podcast, I do called The Fear, which no one has listened to. Uh, uh, was was uh, hearing uh, Judy Greer from Archer doing an impression of how I behave in pub quizzes on my episode <laughs> of Bubble, which only happened due to the wonderful way that Max Fun makes. Really cool shows. That's a solid piece of business. I have to say, like, sometimes I get down on myself and I wish that any of this stuff that I've done with, like, all of my uh, physical and emotional energy for the last 20 years was, like, the kind of thing that could win, like, any award or, like, where anyone in public radio would, like, like me and be proud of me. Uh, or any of those things, and I'm always like that. That I I, I will get bummed out about that. But what what I think of it uh, usually that cheers me up is uh, that one time I interviewed Big Boy from Outcast <laughs> on Bullseye, which in and of itself is like so awe inspiring to me that I got to talk to fucking Big Boy from Outcast. That's like one of the greatest musicians of the past fifty years. And then he was in. Uh, he was in Atlanta at his studio, and I was here in L.A. So that we were record. What you do is you record the mics on both sides. So we hung up the phone, and they sent us their recording. And after we hung up the phone, the tapes were still rolling as he was walking away from the microphone, talking to the engineer. And he said, "Like that was a good ass interview, man." Aww. And I was just like, "Oh, maybe the last twenty years weren't in vain." <laughs> yeah, but if you do know any awards that we can win, let us know. <laughs> Jordan Jesse Go is a real, it's real awards bait, I feel Sure, like. oh yeah. I'm drawing you an award. No, thanks. <laughs> oh, thank uh. you, Sarah. I'm very proud. I will tell you this. I am, I am really, really proud when somebody who I really respect and admire, like Sarah, mm-hmm. uh, says something, says that they listen voluntarily. <laughs> yeah, it is always nice. It really means it a lot. You nice. can test me. Yeah. I, I go back to like the bunny calendar years. Uh, Steve Ag is another example. Mm-hmm. Yes, like when who Steve... I made explode in my episode of Bubble. Yeah. yeah, once in a while, Steve Ag will say something that reflects the fact that he has actually listened to one of our shows. <laughs> it's nice, and I'm so proud because I so admire and like Steve Ag. I'm like, wow, we're because I, I think maybe to some extent, I don't know if you have this feeling, mm-hmm. Jordan, but I I certainly do. I think because we met many of our comedy heroes when we were 19 over the phone doing a college radio show. Mm-hmm. I constantly feel like I, even though I have a fucking, you know, we have 15 people work here and Mm -hmm. stuff, like, I still feel like I am, like, an annoying little brother bothering people. Sure. Um, And so anytime that I feel feel like I might actually be a peer with anyone ever, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, that that makes me feel proud. 
I know there's always there's the thing you, and uh, I you know you know I I, I try and uh, appear on podcasts when people ask and there's kind of that thing, you know, and it, it's not always ones I listen to. Sometimes it is, but I you know I like to if I think the people are cool, I like to try and be on the show. And I feel I like I mean you went on. Sometimes you go on ones you listen to. You had a great episode of uh, with Krista Tippett on being. <laughs> Yes, I, yes. She invited me on to talk yeah. uh, to interview rabbinical students. I <laughs> yeah. uh, just wanted a little backup, a little right. color. Yeah, you know, and that's why you get me in there. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, I, you kind of do that thing where, like, I'll I'll download one for the drive over if I don't listen, and I'm like, okay, I can kind of get a sense of the show if there's any recurring segments I can know about these. And, you know, and I do think people do that with Jordan, Jesse, Gill. I can kind of tell when they come in and just listen to one on the way over. It's usually like the last one. And they'll go, oh, I loved it when you had this person on. And like, oh, yeah, that was last week. Um, and I appreciate that. Like, I don't. Yeah. I'm, I, I think mean, it's that's great. more than they've got to do. Sure. Absolutely. We're grateful for it. Absolutely. But, yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. You and then, you know, when someone talks about something from the show and they do listen, it's real apparent. So yeah. anyway, it's always fun. It's a great feeling. Yeah, that is a really good feeling. Um, Are we still calling them toppies? Them. Are we yeah. still calling them toppies? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those types. Those. Have we come up with – isn't there something – I thought something was kind of rivaling tuppies. Did we – have we had a recurring thing recently? Nope. Prank I, Bears? Tup, prank Bears is not the name of the audience. Prank okay. Bears is a famous YouTube star. <laughs> sure. Right. Who doesn't exist? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean it exists in our hearts. Yeah. I just felt like there's something like that where I'm like, oh, maybe that could replace tuppies. Anyway. I think you're just looking for a replacement for Tuppies because you're sick of yeah. thinking of that story that you told one time inside your own head. <laughs> Right, where someone was grossed out by me. Yeah, you gotta you got to <laughs> let go of that and just embrace the fact that it's a nice word. Sure, it is fun. Um, uh, oh, uh, let's see. Here's just a real general one. A nice generally. Um, oh, sorry, I've had it, but I... Uh, oh, right, okay, here we go. This is from at W. Alex. What lesson would you relay to someone approaching a crossroads in life? (laughs) Of course. A lot of meat on this bone. Yeah, I I got this one, guys. Okay, Jesse. Without a base, without a trace. Sure, yeah. (laughs) Need we go on? Classic lesson. Okay, wait. Can you, Brian, can you play the first call? Because we got some that are calls as well. Hey there. Um, I just got a quick question for you guys. Uh, I just got back from the store, and I had to sit through two people who had to back into the spot as opposed to just pulling into it. So my question is, uh, who hurt those people, and why do people insist on backing into spots? I just really don't understand. Uh, I appreciate it, and have a good day. In cars or just... Yeah, in cars. <laughs> People who want to hang out in parking spots. <laughs> Have you guys watched Todd Glass's last comedy special? It, no. Uh-uh. It is... A, well, I mean, of course, Todd Glass, one of, the, one of the funniest guys that there is on earth. And there are these two specifics. He's talking about his like class consciousness growing up um, in the suburbs of Philadelphia. And... He had the two specifics that have stuck with me forever and ever, and it's not even because they're – you know, Todd is like such a brilliantly observant guy. He's so detail-oriented. He's famous for having like complicated, basically on-paper plans for what comedy clubs should be like that he's willing to <laughs> consult for free with people. But the two specifics are rich people don't keep the dish soap – on top of the sink. 
<laughs> That's one. And the other one is only poor people back into parking spots. <laughs> wow. like, I don't know if that's true. Sure. I don't know what it means. It's just like it's to me it is like the ultimate example of how if it's specific enough uh it can be funny whether or not it makes sense. <laughs> like the boldness and specificity yeah. of that claim is so delightful to me. This is quite mind-blowing to me. Because yeah. I, I rent, I always rent a car when I'm here. So the car I drive when I'm in LA is so much nicer than the car I drive at home, uh-huh. which is a Saab 93 that's the same age as Firestarter, uh-huh. the song by the Prodigy. <laughs> uh, and and I always get like a nice car here that has like a thing when you start reversing it, like tells you how to reverse and yep. beeps at you and massages you and stuff. Uh, it's this is a thing people don't reverse into spaces. I mean, I think there's two. So we're talking about parking lot parking spaces rather than street parking spaces. I think. Okay. Um, but I think the big – I think there are two two effects mm-hmm. of parking technology. My car also has that. My car has like a backup camera now. Yeah. My, my most recent car is the first car I've ever had with that. And uh, I don't – I think I'm probably bad at parallel parking mm. now, whereas, I, you know, I grew up in San Francisco. Like that's an essential skill. I was good at it before, yeah. but I think it's completely atrophied. Um, but I think on the one hand – it incentivizes back-end parking mm-hmm. because it makes it so much more easily possible. Mm. You don't have to have any skills. On the other hand, the main reason that you back in to park in a parking lot is to prove that you can do it. Is it what? I think so. It reduces that utility of – because everyone's just got a backup camera. Yeah, you just have to make those lines line up. Mm-hmm. Beep, 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 beep. It's very satisfying. It's like you're gamifying. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Why is it bad? I don't get why it's bad. Um, why is this, why is this man not, so angry? Who hurt this man that he is so angry? Because the people are doing it. They're doing a bad job and they're holding up the line of people going through the parking lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, why does it hold up the – Because I need to not stop interrogating this. It takes this a little is, longer. The lane's not yeah. wide enough okay. yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, I mean, I, listen. I think we get this question every year. I think mm-hmm. every year we try and answer it as thoughtfully as possible. And, you know, again, I don't know if this is the same person suggesting this. I don't know if this is a little bit of a troll job, which is what I call jacking off in the middle of the day. <laughs> uh, I don't know if, you know, again, I don't know where this is coming from or if this is, you know, just a parallel thinking. It does come up a lot, but I feel like we should address it. This is from Maddox, M A D D I C T S. Um, fuck, Mary, kill McElroy brothers. Okay, fuck. so I would kill them first. Uh-huh. <laughs> then <laughs> I would... Marry the corpses. Then marry the corpses. Because, <laughs> you know... Yeah, you, you want to be married before you fuck the corpse. Yeah, Just exactly. That's, so, I think uh, that's, the, that's the polite way the of Lord doing it. Angry. Then they don't have to give consent, are they? <laughs> sure. Sarah's joke is better than mine, but... Thank I, you. I was, I was going to say... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I was going to say, uh, actually, I'm going to uh, answer that question with a question. Mm-hmm. Fuck, Mary, kill the Pep Boys. <laughs> Oof. Well, I mean, <laughs> don't make me choose. <laughs> God, I'd love to feel the tickle of that mustache, though. Oh, yeah. That'd be nice. Um, fuck, Mary, kill. I mean, boy. Uh, I mean, Mary, I mean, I think we can all agree that Griffin is the Marian one. Ooh, no, I disagree. Really? Yeah. You don't want to marry Griffin. No. Uh, normally, I, I would say him. Griffin is the pretty one. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I think that Travis has made a lot of steps towards prettiness lately. He's mm-hmm. really with the with the makeup he's been wearing, mm-hmm. getting his nails done, and so on and so forth. I mean, he's he still has those he still has those you know cowboy boots, mm-hmm. but he's getting prettier and prettier by the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Griffin is settling into married life. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got less of a boyish energy to him. Mm-hmm. He's more of a parent now. Mm-hmm. So, I think, and to answer your question, of the three of them, I obviously identify with and would want to build a life with Justin most mm. because he is the dad of everything just as I am the dad of everything. <laughs> uh, it's obvious that that much is true. Sorry, Sydney, move aside. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a new mama in town. <laughs> it's a, new, a me. A new, <laughs> Mario mama? Yeah. Why, why is mama talk like Mario? There's a hot new Mario mama in town. Sure. It's a me. <laughs> so much dad energy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I will go Mary Griffin. <laughs> I think I just, I think here's why I think it is. Here's why I think it's so obvious. Mm-hmm. I've been to his house. Yeah. And I've seen his video games. And I want to play them. <laughs> and I think if I marry him, I get to live in his house. You get half of them. I just have not been to the other one's houses. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I get half of them when <laughs> yeah. he, we get divorced. I'm just saying, you know, Justin's very successful in the entertainment business. Mm-hmm. Sydney is a medical doctor. Yeah. They live in Huntington, West Virginia. I bet they've got a, a pretty gorgeous pad. Sure. Those two, I, I'm not ashamed to move in there. Mm-hmm. I know they've got a separate pantry. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and I and I think I'll, you know, I'll fuck Justin and I will reluctantly kill Travis, not because I don't like Travis. I think it's just, you know, I think that's because this is that kind of game. But, I mean, hopefully it would be um, an erotic killing. Yeah. <laughs> like. I would. So I, I've chose marrying Justin. Yeah. And it's really hard for me to pick. It's like the, the, the you know. I don't. I, they're my friends. I mm-hmm. love them very sure. much. You don't want to kill your friends. They're also my coworkers and business partners. Mm-hmm. I would say that in order to not have to pick, I would kill Travis and Griffin, mm-hmm. and then fuck their corpses. Okay, I think that's really, just because I don't nice... want to make anybody feel yeah, you bad. Don't play favorites. Yeah, yeah. So, so you got to kill them all first. Yeah. Got to kill them all. Yeah. Uh, Brian, do we have another call? Can we play another call? Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Sunny D. This is Tyler calling from Clinton, New York. I've got a question. My question is, I recently bought a trench coat from a thrift store that I needed for a costume. But now I'm just wondering, I really like the trench coat. So should I become trench coat guy? It's like the guy who wears trench coat around. That's like my thing. All right. Thanks. Bye. Do you... Are you one of the older or younger kids in your high school drama class? <laughs> That's yeah. Are you a senior? You're frosh. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a trench coat. I think a, the problem mm-hmm. with a trench coat becomes when you're a dude and you're wearing a trench coat over your robo- robot t-shirt and <laughs> your robot t-shirt and your cargo shorts or whatever. Then it's then it's in, too incongruous and and also ineffective mm-hmm. at what it's supposed to be. 
Yeah. If you've got two younger siblings and you want to get into the cinema to see like, an ex <laughs> right. then, then that's handy. Yeah. Totally. On each other's shoulders. Or if that's you're adorable. a group of garden gnomes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. that's great. I mean, yeah. I think in that case, yeah, sure, yeah. go for it. Uh, what's the girl from Inspector Gadget called? Her on Penny. top. Penny. Penny, <laughs> Penny on, and Brain. Penny on Penny and Brain. They they pulled that. They would pull that trick yeah. once in a while. Yeah, it's think. a classic, mm -hmm. classic yeah. Penny Brain move. Uh, I like a trench coat on a dude. I think it looks nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, so too. I, I, I think just it think... depends on like the wet. I think it, the weather also. Like, does it look like you're wearing it for a reason, or does it look like you're wearing yeah. it just to, you know, just because a... you like the Matrix? Yeah, I that... have a very beautiful Burberry trench coat that came from my dead uh, step grandmother in law, and uh, she uh, she was very very tiny. So on me, a tall woman, it looks lovely. It's like a good shorty length on me. It's very sporty. Mm. I like it. That's very fun. Yeah, it's just that's actually Jordan. The same advice people. Usually ask, put this on about hats. Mm -hmm. like, I want to be a hat guy. How do I become a hat guy by, without being a creepy basement trench, mm -hmm. you know, uh, fedora guy? Sure. And the, the, it's exactly the same answer. It's like, is there a reason you're wearing it or are you just wearing it for whatever? Like when it's, w when it's raining and you're wearing an overcoat, you will never look silly in a hat. Mm. Uh, but And even to some extent if you – if it's really hot outside, there's a lot, and you're out in the sun, you will not look silly in a hat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you know, I think made the uh, uh, take 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 note of your surroundings is what we're saying. Yeah, take note. I think that's fair. Joe asks Jordan, "What is the best store bought hot sauce, and why is it Tapatio?" Is he asking that to me specifically? No, oh no, I'm you're pointing just it towards you because I know you are you are a hot. You really like hot sauce. I do like hot sauce, and I love Tapatio. Tapatio is great. Uh, yeah, I do not like Tabasco. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it is gross. Um, I think it looks like cum. Mm -hmm. um, the consistency of cum. Jordan, you should get your liver checked. No, no, no. I think it's fine to come red. Uh, and again, I don't want to dis I don't want to kink shame anyone who does love a mouthful of cum. Right. If you like eating cum, yeah, great. Like if you're a cum gobbler, not trying to yuck your yum, or in this case, yuck your cum. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just use a paper straw. Just <laughs> yes, please use a paper. Think of the turtles when you're <laughs> slurping down that cum. Think of the turtles. Yeah. They're so beautiful. I care about them. Um, <laughs> flap, 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 they say, deep underwater. Sure, yeah. Give me that cum, Is they that say. David Attenborough. <laughs> yeah, flap, flap. Um, <laughs> flap, flap, flap. Look at this fucker. <laughs> I'm David Attenborough. <laughs> Hello, I'm David Attenborough. Look at them fucking tortoises. They're lovely. <laughs> I'm drunk in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I like Tapatio. I like Cholula. I like it when you get an alt Cholula. I think there are some like um, you know different special variables of Cholula. There's like a Verde one. There's a Chipotle one. Both very good. You know what I like about Cholula? Mm. I'll tell you a specific little wood cap. I do. I do really. Like I that love that wood, wood cap. cap. That wood cap rules. I like that Cholula is not very spicy. Mm -hmm. Um, so it is more of a sauce than a hot sauce. Mm -hmm. It's more of a vinegar sauce than a mm -hmm. hot sauce, but it still has enough flavor that it adds a lot to foods in that nice way that you're like, oh, I'm adding a lot to this food, but I'm not just over-salting it or making it more unhealthy. Sure. 
Um, yeah, but no, I think those are both those are both good options. What are the other ones that you'll? I mean, I guess a, a crystal is good if you're in the south or if you're at like a foodie place that has it. Uh, I don't. I I do like sriracha a lot, but I'd like it on. I don't just like it on eggs. Yeah, you know, I think if you're doing ramen or something like that, it's a great like addition. But you know, as far as they're just being a you know, a, uh, a a sriracha on the table because it's cool. Although I think it's probably like cool three years ago or something. Maybe you don't see that as much anymore. Uh, but yeah, I don't like sriracha on everything. Some things though, it's great. Um, I think those are these are my hot sauce opinions. I think they're over now. I don't think I have any more. Uh, Sarah, what's your top brown sauce? <laughs> what's the brownest of the sauces? Uh, I would well, the, there's two famous brands of brown sauce in my country. One is um, HP sauce, mm-hmm. short yeah. for Houses of Parliament sauce, mm-hmm. and the other one is Daddy's sauce. Mm. Uh, <laughs> well, why are you laughing? Yeah. <laughs> we made our choice. <laughs> sure, that is that is the, you make your choice. Which of those you prefer? I, I mean, I, HP is classic. You know, uh, HP's all right. I find Daddy's sauce uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Daddy's <laughs> sauce. HP's How all right. Do they, why? Do they still have Please that? Google it. It's real. Uh, it is Sarah HP's all right. It's a little runny for my taste. Mm-hmm. I like the daddy's thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all love oh, the daddy's thing. <laughs> but sometimes I sometimes I can't I can't get it down and I'm like, oh choke me, daddy. Anyway. <laughs> That's why. also a problem I have. I had to call my doctor. Sure. I couldn't call get it doctor. down. <laughs> um Okay, so Robin. So Robin asked, and she actually, Robin, did you know that Robin lives next door? No. Yeah, not in our building, but she lives in the building next to our building. Oh, cool. Hi, Robin. Yeah, hi, Robin. Uh, Robin asked if we're going to start a beef with Hassan Minaj over his constant dunking on UC Santa Cruz, which he really has been doing. Like, So I have not, I have been, people have been chatting to me about this on social networks. Yeah. Uh, I have not watched the show, mm-hmm. uh, although I'm sure I would like it. I think Hassan is a hilarious dude. and uh, Hodgman was on it really great on a recent episode. Oh, yeah? Cool. Yeah, I should really watch. But it. yeah, so can you can you describe what this dunking is? I so never get any, just, I've never seen a clip or anything. Anytime he needs to rest reference uh, a college, mm-hmm. uh, he will reference UC Santa Cruz in a pejorative way. Interesting. Do you know so, like, he, what's an so, example? For example, in this episode with Hodgman, which was about student loan debt, mm-hmm. he was doing one of those Daily Show style interviews. And he said he was talking to uh, – I think he was talking to a good guy, if I remember correctly, a lady who was – um, you know, helping students manage their loans or a consumer advocate for loans. And he goes like, okay, pretend I'm a college student. I'm a freshman at UC Santa Cruz. And then he put on a bunch of dumb uh, uh, college student stuff. Yeah. And he's like, Duh. <laughs> That sounds pretty funny. <laughs> Indicative of my experience. Yeah. Uh, so it's well observed, I think. I mean, when you, when you add his, his sharp timing and his good looks. Sure. Um, kind of winning but, segment. You know, I think uh, Hassan is from Sacramento and went to UC Davis, which oh, okay. is near Sacramento, uh, which I guess would be a rival of UC Santa Cruz sure. if either of them – I guess Davis probably has sports teams. Yeah, but they do too. Um, yeah, as far as I know, <laughs> you know, I mean, I think I think – to have a rivalry, you have to be prominent in some way. Yeah. Which I think, I mean, although maybe we have a hacky sack rival, I just don't know about. I just like that, honestly, like, I just like that someone else thinks UC Santa Cruz is fun. Yeah. I I have plenty of, uh, I obviously, you know, we've had 20 years of laughing about UC Santa sure. Cruz and how silly it is. I mean, it's also a very good university. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, I I just like that anyone relates to it in any way other than that one T-shirt that John Travolta wore in Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah, that is the that is the pull for UC Santa Cruz. Yeah, no, I mean I in general I'm in favor of making fun of UC Santa Cruz. Uh, I I am I'm I really like that I went there. I had a great experience. It's a ridiculous place. Yeah. It's very silly, but it's uh, also in a, a, in like a good way, you know. Yeah, and it's also like a. a serious high quality public university like that's another thing like i'm also as much as it is a goofy joke that we went to uc santa cruz yeah um the reality of uc santa cruz is that sure while there are some hampshire like elements to it while there are some the evergreen state college like elements to it um it's also a really big school with a lot of people who are just there to like Get the best undergraduate physics education in the country. Yeah, uh, and like uh, the best marine marine biology in the country. Yeah, and, you know stuff like that. Yeah, so, I liked UC Santa Cruz. It was, it was fun. Me too. Keep the jokes coming too, Hassan Minaj. We're fine with it. Yeah. Also, but please loop us in so that we get more famous. That would be nice. Yeah. Mention us. Yeah. In the jokes yeah. to confuse people further. Yeah. As if legendary UCSC alumni like. Mm-hmm. Jordan and Jesse from Jordan Jesse Go. Okay, so there here's a question that I don't get. I think yeah. there might be a typo in it. Okay. What <laughs> this type is fun. this is from Curry Mango. Uh-huh. What type of loaf from Star Trek would you wear but still wore the same clothes? What Classic. does that mean? I mean, who hasn't had this? This is like one of those Definitely things. Definitely email us while you're having a stroke. While you're <laughs> Curry Mango, by the way, like that is one of our most loyal and supportive listeners on Twitter for years and years yeah. and years. Uh, Curry Mango um, is this is one of those questions. It's like almost a cliche. I feel like I don't know. Like you just like you have your first boyfriend or girlfriend, mm, and like mm-hmm. you you snuck you you're playing hooky from school, and you're like holding hands and at the point. You know, looking out over the city and you, like, look in each other's eyes and you say, what type of loaf from Star Trek would you wear but still wear the same clothes? What could that be? What is the, what's the, I'm trying to find the mistake. Like, loaf. What loaf. type of lo, lo, load, lo, load, load from Star Loam. Trek would you wear? Both. What type of both? <laughs> would you, I don't know. Cloth. Anyways. Okay, I'm going to say. That what he's saying is, or she, I actually don't know if Curry Mango's a he or a she, but, um, uh, or they, thank you. Uh, but I'm going to say that it means like the like stuff, that, you know how Star Trek space aliens, they got the, of course, Klingons have that, <laughs> yep. have that bump head. Yep. Yeah. And uh, red tops, Vulcans. Vulcans are. My pull some Star Trek in a minute. There's red tops, right? And there's there's. No, I've done Romulan. I'm done. done. Yeah, Yeah, guys. uh, Star Trek four or nothing here. But um, (laughs) but you got uh, bump heads. Yep. Klingon bump heads. Of course, you got those uh, big eared guys. You've Mm. got that album that William Shatner did with Ben Folds. That's good. (laughs) I really like that. I really like that. That's a Star Trek thing. There's. Do you know about Spocks? <laughs> I've heard of Spocks. Yeah, that's one of the exciting. I, mean, kind I don't of watch the show. I'm not a nerd. Space aliens but... <laughs> from from Star Trek, and those guys are, you know, they're famous because they're part vampire. Right. Yeah. Sure. Put so the old, there's put the old Spock bite on you. There's nom, these nom, nom, different <laughs> <laughs> type of aliens. Yeah. Ferengi. Mm-hmm. So which of these guys would you be? But you're just wearing regular clothes. <laughs> 
Oh, I'd be Ben Folds. <laughs> I imagine Ben Folds right now is wearing very much the same outfit you're wearing. Actually. Yeah, he might, yeah. actually. Some chinos, I, the, some sneakers, yeah, some this is the bands. Ben, yeah. ben Folds collection. Yeah. I got a really nice <laughs> Clothes email. that men wear. Yeah. I got a really nice email one time from the wife of Ben Folds' bassist, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm, don't quote me on bassist, but I think bassist. Saying uh, that he really likes Jordan Jessica. What? The bassist does or Ben Folds does? Uh, the bassist Both are does. impressive. That's great. I don't know about ben, whether Ben Folds likes him. Hmm. Uh, but Ben Folds Let's bassist. assume he's listening. Yeah. She was I like, bet. if you guys uh, just, he would be embarrassed to say this. I really this, love but that album you did with Nick Hornby, Ben Folds. Yeah. Way to go. <laughs> Yeah, did he go. do it with Nick Hornby? Yeah, yeah. really. Great. Yeah, he wrote uh, all the lyrics lonely, with Nick Hornby. Wow. Lonely Avenue. There's a song on there called Belinda that's great. Yeah, I'd love to listen to that. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, throw it on the old, on the old iPod Shuffle at some point. Hey, Jordan, or Puns and Roses asks, when will we get another live show in Southern California? Well, um, I think sooner, sooner rather than later. Yeah, maybe you should uh, talk to our booking agent. Maybe, uh, maybe you should uh, circle some. Uh, uh, June dates in your calendar, <laughs> yeah, my friend. Circle some random dates in June. Yeah, <laughs> one of those. Yeah, we're maybe planning a little go well, out. We'll we're see. planning a little go we'll out. See, for once, I mean, like for years and years and years and years and years. Um, obviously, both Jordan and I are very hardworking, but my schedule was uh, more flexible than Jordan's mm-hmm. because uh, Jordan worked at uh, when when Jordan was working on the TV show five days a week. He couldn't just take a bunch of time off. And then before that, when he when you were working at Fuel, you were both in a relatively subordinate position. And they were constantly flying you all over mm-hmm. everywhere and telling you you have to do this thing tomorrow or, you're, or you'll be dragged out back and shot. Mm-hmm. So, sure, yeah. It's a rough, uh, rough non-union job. It was very <laughs> – do that. It, was, it is very exciting to me. It was very exciting to me that uh, recently Jordan was like, you know, I've been freelancing. My schedule mm-hmm. is pretty flexible. We could, you know, and he winked a couple times. <laughs> Jack up in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. So just saying, keep your eyes peeled. Keep them peeled. Keep your eyes peeled. Um, let's see. What else? What else do we got? There's a fruit thing here. Did yeah. Oh, Jesse, are you still the king of fruit, guys? What, Jesse? I'm glad that Worker B seventy seven asked. Thank this question. you, Worker B seventy seven. You know why? Hmm. Coincidentally, <laughs> sincerely, coincidentally, I happen to have. Gone to the farmer's market last week, mm-hmm. and I purchased there uh, a cherimoya, mm-hmm. uh, otherwise known as the custard apple. Mm. <gasps> uh, this is one of the fruits about which I'm most passionate in the world. Um, if you guys want to take a look at it, yeah, yeah. maybe describe a, it. Sure. This is a particularly large one. Yeah, it is brown. It has uh, kind of scale-like markings. It's, uh, if you've ever seen The NeverEnding Story, it looks like the rock biter. Or like one of his testicles might look. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Ooh, how do you like that, rock biter? I'm doing a little I've thing I've got with... great big hands, don't I? <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's, uh, you know, it looks like it would be super hard, but it's actually pretty soft. I feel like I could I could poke through the flesh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my description of this. Thing. Yeah, it's how... very ripe. It's a little bit like an avocado where it's mm-hmm. green often when you buy it, mm-hmm. and then it ripens to uh, brownie colors as it mm-hmm. softens and you do want it to be like as soft as an avocado would be when you actually eat the thing so mm-hmm. i say let's take a break because i have to use the bathroom mm-hmm. 
Uh, and I'll uh, once I've done that, and of course washed my hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please, I'm going to slice this dragon egg up. Nice, and we're all going to have a little munch. Mm. Sweet. We'll be back in just a second. I'm excited. Yes, you go. It's Jordan Jesse Go, special bonus episode just for Maximum Fun members. With us is Sarah Morgan, the great Sarah Morgan. Ahoy, hoy. International eel smuggler. Uh, my name. Sorry, I was getting, re- I couldn't remember my, my, my fun correct. nickname. I that is but I remembered based, it. Based on actual events. Based on actual, go back to episode. Brian, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> twenty-three <laughs> Excelsior. <laughs> the, one, the one where I smuggled eels yeah. into the country for Jesse. Um, so we've sliced. I've sliced the cherimoya, um, and I'm Thank gonna. You. I'm handing it. I, I've given you guys spoons. You don't. I usually slice it like a like a soccer practice orange, mm-hmm. and eat it in that manner. Um, but you can you can scoop it with a spoon, which is why it's called the custard apple. It looks cre- mm. it looks creamy. It looks like a bread and butter pudding. Oh, that's true. It does look mm. like a bread and butter pudding. Mm. Whatever that is, mm. <laughs> really oh. gave you a piece of business. It uh, yeah, I mean, it has the consistency of like a piece of fish. <laughs> it's like you're having a nice piece of fish. Don't get everybody out there too horny to eat one. Well. I'm not going in face first anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> How would you describe the flavor? Fruit. <laughs> it literally <laughs> tastes like fruit. General fruit. I was expecting more custardy, but then yeah. custard. Uh, yeah. Uh, what you guys call custard, this is what you would get inside a donut uh, or on. Because we would have apple crumble and custard. And I don't I'm going to be honest crumble. with you guys. This one's not that good. Okay. I'm sorry. Right. Okay. That's okay. I, yeah, I don't love it. You don't um, want more this context. One's not that it's good. fun. It's, I'm having fun. The good, the best ones are sweeter. Oh, there's some I've, big old pips in here. They're giant, giant seeds in there. That's one of the fun parts of it. Big this isn't a pips. great one. The peep, the I always feel really bad. What do you that do I with even, the? What do you do with the seeds? Just put them on my plate. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, chew them or something. I'm going to give you the whole thing. I'm no. done with it. Oh, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Go, go for you, go, Sarah. Go, yeah. go. Fruit, down in fruit, one. Fruit, down in one. Down in one. Chug, chug. Brian, what did what did you think about yours? He's giving a thumbs up. Giving a thumbs up. Got the good sense not to come on microphone. Yeah, that's right. I'm bullying Brian again. Bully Brian. Yeah, Brian, don't come on microphone. <laughs> yeah, Jordan, if you... Oh, you know Brad's jacking off out there. <laughs> yeah. That's why he's yelling so loud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jacking off. Cropera asked if we got married in the world of Stardew Valley, and if so, who did we marry? Assuming... The farmer game Jesse talks about mm-hmm. sometimes is Stardew. We're talking about Starman farm game. Yeah. Uh, I am only vaguely aware of this game because uh-huh. you and my other friend Nick Weiger play it. Yeah, Nick Weiger's really <laughs> into it. It's kind of scary. Um, so I kind of know that it is a farming sim and that there are, there's a relationship aspect to it. You, you, also can... go, you also have to go into the mines mm-hmm. and you also have to go fishing. Mm-hmm. It's not just a farming sim, Jordan. I'm sorry. Don't be I'm sorry I mischaracterized this thing. <laughs> I didn't get married because, number one, I think as I talked about on this show, I quit because I, I realized that I didn't really enjoy it. <laughs> I was just playing it compuls- completely, like, obsessively. And also, um, it, uh, getting married is one of those things in the game where you have to, like, somehow intuit how to do it or look it up on the internet. Right. 
And I did not want, I felt I was mad that I had to look it up on the internet if I wanted to do it. And I don't have the context in like whatever this kind of game is called, like a farm simulating Japanese role playing game or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't have the context to know that like, oh yeah, well when you go to the harvest festival, you have to give (laughs) these presents there was something about somebody told me you have to like look up what presents the farm the people in the village like mm-hmm. and give them those presents. There's no indication. It's not like you figure it out. Yeah. Through the through the story of the game. It's I mean, not I like, think that's a good lesson in gift giving, Jesse. Is that you should just Google the FAQ? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. Go to watch a walkthrough. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. Uh. I. From what I can tell about this game, it is like an infinite game. Yeah. Uh, and I, that is just, I love games with ends. I love games with last bosses. Uh, and I know, you know, that will, that opinion is slowly making me a video game old man. Um, but yeah, I don't love, I, you know, I don't love multiplayer shooters. I don't love Sims like this. I don't love The Sims. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of like games with a beginning, a middle, and an end. They're the, just the kind of the, the cycle games uh yeah just don't do it i mean i know that like playing any game is equal amounts pointless right uh i mean i think there is a point to playing video games i think they can be really cool i think they can be uh uh, yeah i think they can be thoughtful uh they're very fun they're great they're relaxing but also you know there's this element of pointlessness to them and i think it feels more pointless to me when they don't have ends uh anyway so yeah i don't think i would like stardew valley in the same way that i you know would not like Fortnite or uh, the reason I did not like Overwatch. Uh, also, I'm bad at that kind of game, too. So there's a couple reasons. Jordan, there's this question here that came in on Twitter from at mm-hmm. the Spartan Lives. Yes. What's the biggest argument you and Jordan have been in either during college or as colleagues? Yeah. And the the real answer to that is Jordan and I have essentially never been in an argument. Mm-hmm. It's not because we don't disagree on things. Sure. It's because both of us are the kind of person whose immediate response to any kind of interpersonal conflict is like uh, – uh, like uh, like collapsing inside like a dying star. <laughs> like, neither of us are capable of uh of like uh like yelling at the uh, like sure. I've yelled outside of like once in a while like at a child to stop hitting his his brother or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh like in an in a friendship or romantic relationship, I've probably yelled three times hmm. in my life, and every time I just felt like throwing up after. <laughs> yeah, I think we just uh, we just push. We just get, we have to come do the show every week. I mean, that's the thing. Like, if, sure. even if Jordan and I disagree on something, which obviously you know we've been good friends for a long time and we know each other very well, and I think we're both probably better creative and business partners than we were when we started and have been so grown in that department throughout our lives together i feel like knowing you uh, 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 as i do i think i think you would be more like to send each other a very polite chain of emails checking in with each other (laughs) checking the point of view has been got across apologizing and then never mentioning it again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... you might be overestimating the <laughs> amount of interaction that Jordan and I have had in the past 15 years uh, off microphone. <laughs> um, but yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, I think that, like, in the beginning, like, I 
you know, I think I maybe was a little bit like flip about doing the podcast. I think that, you know, I think, you know, as you said, I think, you know, the, the, you know, in the beginning days I had that job at fuel that would like just, you know, put me on a random plane because I had to go to a skate park opening in Philadelphia or whatever. Um, and yeah, and I think I was more apt to like slag off doing the podcast just because that was, you know, that was the job. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, like, there was definitely some, like, tension there because I wasn't, like, showing up um, in a consistent way. And I think that, like, but, like, because we have donors, like, the people who are listening to this fucking thing, like, you know, be, like, when when that started, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I have bosses now. Like, it's not just, like, you know... Jesse and Andrew WK are going to be mad at me because I didn't show up. It's like, no, there's a whole group of people out there who are like donating to the show. And I'm like, you know, I'm showing up for my friends and because I, I like doing it, but I'm also showing up for them. So, I mean, I think the like, yeah, if, if you're if you are listening to this, I mean, it was a it was it was it's a big deal when people started donating. And like when I realized how many people not only like listen to it, but are like, oh, I'm going to like. I'm going to give this a little bit of money because I think it's cool and I want it to continue. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, like that, that, that was huge. And that, like, made me realize that, like, oh, no, this should be a priority. Like, you make fucking time for this. And, yeah, and I think that, like, you know, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of what you're saying when you donate to something like this. I mean, I'm preaching to the choir, obviously. But, yeah, I think that's why it's cool. So thank you. Yeah. I worry sometimes Jordan and I are different kinds of conflict avoider. Mm -hmm. uh, I think – as the uh, uh, Jordan Jordan will uh, avoid upsetting people, mm -hmm. which I think part of probably will part of what was going on at Fuel. Sure, that and th also they could fire you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> and then you would have to get a different. And I think job my contract so for like six years was week to week. Yeah, so they could fire me at any moment. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, but uh, Jordan is someone who is like really uh, as aggressively considerate as possible will like go to great lengths to avoid saying something that would bother mm -hmm. someone. I am a different kind of high, of compulsively conflict avoidant which is like I am constantly trying to like get the rules out there <laughs> and like make everything explicit so there's no chance that we'll like accidentally do something wrong and I think one result of that is that in the in the olden days maybe sometimes uh maybe sometimes I would accidentally uh, railroad slash bulldoze my friend Jordan um, but yeah like I think that uh, uh, we have I think we have both worked hard on that with our respective therapists mm -hmm. sure yeah <laughs> um, on, on our issues in each of those uh, in each of those areas and are better than ever although uh, you know Pobody's nerfect, as they say <laughs> I've seen that on hats <laughs> yeah. I've seen it on hats yeah uh, uh, okay, I mean, I can think I, uh, I have a question from please. me, which is, can yes. I give you this thing that yeah. I'm just deleting? <laughs> this lab just, I ate most of it, guys. This it was, was really custody. like, I'm really. This I, was a C quality cherimoy. I feel really bad. You about You know, it. that's fruit for you, baby. I gave it a big build. That's up. Fruit, it was my, baby. it was my first cherimoya. I should have known so when I, the cherimoya vendor. First of all, it's. I mentioned this past year. I switched mm -hmm. to the South Pasadena Farmers Market. Mm. I don't know the cherimoya vendor Are you as well. Sponsored by them? You've mentioned them a lot. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I mean, here I am running down the cherimoyas. Sure. And they only had really big ones, and I was like, "That's weird. Why are they all really big?" And then it took a long time to get soft enough. <laughs> it's still not quite soft enough. I, I just I, I feel it. bad. 
Well, had, well maybe next for... year we'll all get back together. I'll have a really good once one. a year Cherimoya. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean, I think we're kind of you know we're we're running down all the good ones. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, this is great uh, from Angry Spud. <laughs> if I want to become a sexy daddy, what part of my body should be the thickest? My that's first thought is T H I C C E S heels, but that's because I just have I my heels slip in my shoes. Mm, I get sure, I get yeah, blisters. It's a little bit annoying. And nobody thinks somebody who's hobbled by blisters. No, they're gonna if you if you think I'm talking about who you who you think is a sexy daddy, mm-hmm. it's gonna be somebody who can go to the museum with you, mm-hmm. have a nice cafe lunch, and then get back out there and check out some more hot spots <laughs> without ever without ever being hobbled by blisters. Mm-hmm. 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 And I have narrow heels. Sometimes that's a problem for me. As far as what parts be the thickest, I'm going to say penis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sauce. <laughs> right. Yes. I mean, your sauce could become too thick. Yeah. Viscosity could become a challenge mm, for your sauce. Yeah. It won't come out the bottle unless you spank the bottom of it. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Sarah keep, Morgan, professional comedy writer. Keep the sauce in the bottle. Making, making references to a condiment that you don't have in this country. <laughs> For good reason. It's disgusting, unless you're used to it. Suicidal Sidekick said, we once discussed which rappers we would have sex with, and it was the hardest they'd ever laughed. When did we do that? Don't know. Sounds like something we'd do on the show, though. I mean, it tracks. You mm, know? I don't believe it. <laughs> I honestly don't believe that this is a show. That's. That I think Brian's true. running a long con on <laughs> So which, which... Sorry, I'm laughing at the one that says, what is the grove? <laughs> <laughs> what is the grove from Schultz Buster? That's very funny if you're a Jordan Jessica. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Which, sorry to McElroy listeners who are accidentally listening to this. <laughs> which male celebrities would you take to Pound Town? Mm. Or I think we could also say it could take us to Pound Town. Sure. Um, Jeez. Sure. Which male <laughs> Sarah, how do you feel about male celebrities? <laughs> and Pound Town, which yeah. is the currency of my country. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Surely it's called Dollar Town here. I'm really leaning on the fucking <laughs> language barrier it's thing. Fun. I'm so, Everybody it's fun. Deli- it's Olivia Colman won that Oscar, and suddenly I think everyone's going to find us fucking charming the whole time. They're not. What's it like, uh, Sarah, what's it like to have somebody who you've written a joke for win a Best Actress well, Oscar? Well, I, I, I mentioned it earlier. I did. I wrote a joke for her Newsoids puppet. That oh. she did not like, apparently. Um, but, she didn't like the puppet, or she didn't no, like the, the pup- joke. The joke of the puppet was uh, this is like a, a yeah, it's a weekly satirical. They made a puppet of her, and and the thing about Olivia Coleman is she does a lot of comedies and sitcoms, and she also does a lot of very heavy drama in our country. Uh, and her puppet had a kind of dramatic. Uh, you know the, the faces of comedy, the laughing, the crying thing, and that was the joke with her puppet. And I wrote some jokes for that puppet. She she apparently really hated it. Mm. Um, well, she was wrong. I bet it was funny. It wasn't funny. It was fine. I was hoping you would <laughs> just... that show has not come back in the puppets and stories. I was hoping you would just say that you wrote Number Wang. <laughs> oh, sure, I wish. No, I think I'd... she sure is in that. Yeah, who wrote... I think that was James Backman wrote Number Wang. I, pr- I can name James all the Mitchell Webs. <laughs> I, I might be wrong. <laughs> if anybody doesn't know what Number Wang is, oh, you, look up you, Number Wang. You've got something to type into YouTube. I have now, written baby. for Mitchell and Webb, but not Number Wang. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. On the radio, it still counts. Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm for some reason my first thought is Marky Mark. Interesting. Oh, well, which I didn't thick expect. Rappers who would take you to Pound Town. Mm-hmm. That wasn't his real penis. No, in that but film. it's just celebrities in general. Okay. I don't think I need a giant. Is, Honestly, does Marky Mark have a giant I hog? I, no, I was saying in that film that wasn't his. Yeah, oh, oh, okay, yeah, Boogie Nights, Boogie Nights. Okay, yeah. sure, 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 sure. 
I worked on a show recently that had an all-female uh, writer's room, uh, which happens like never, and it was great. But we spent most of the time uh, talking about how we wanted to have sex with Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. like, and looking at pictures of him yeah. and talking about his rompers and his general style. And it was just like, this is why you can't have an all-female writer's room, because we'll just do this all day. <laughs> You're too filthy. <laughs> we'll just yeah, look I met, up. I met Taika Waititi one time to interview him for uh-huh. The Sound of Young America at the time when mm-hmm. his first film, Boy, was at Sundance. Mm. Great movie, by the way. And uh, he is one of those people who is so charismatic, you can't believe it's real. Like, you're like, how is this a real guy? Yeah, I was startled when I found out he was heterosexual, and then oh, I'm 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 coping with it best. <laughs> <laughs> when you see a picture of how well he dresses, and mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I, I, that's why I fly to this country and Air New Zealand because you watch all of his films, <laughs> <laughs> and he might be on the plane. He might be on the plane. They've actually renamed the New Zealand Film Board the Taika Waititi <laughs> Film Board. Mm, yeah. Sure. Mm. Yeah. Jordan, uh, wh- who are you pounding? Oh, uh, Giles from Buffy. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Head. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to get a little Anthony Head. Nice. Sure. I'd like to, <laughs> I call it getting a Tony. <laughs> Hopefully I'll get an EGOT. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? Do you want to list some new uh, super, some new comic book characters besides Blue Beetle, Booster Gold and Firestorm the Nuclear Man. Yeah, so what is Dan- Daniel from Vancouver getting at here? He says, why haven't you recently included C-List, DC comic book characters, Blue Beetle or Booster Gold in their less popular in their less popular DC comic book character pulls? Please know that I bear no ill will toward Firestorm the Nuclear Man. Still a great pull, no pranks. I think it's, Daniel... God, is this, a, this is something <laughs> also feels autocorrected in a weird way. I think this might have something to do with Momo. <laughs> it's probably a Momo. We're probably getting momo as we speak. Um, I think what yeah, Daniel is saying is that we've we've been talking a lot about Firestorm the Nuclear Man and less about Blue Beetle or Booster Gold. I think the reason... I disagree. I mean, I feel like Booster Gold is every other episode. Here's the, here's the thing that I think he may be recognizing. Yeah. Um, Firestorm the Nuclear Man is my reference. Mm-hmm. I would say Blue Beetle and Booster Gold really belong to you, George. Sure. Thank and you. I mean, well, certainly, belong to the world, certainly there's a little bit of, you know, we, we have a shared pool of references mm-hmm. to some extent. Sure. And we'll dip into them, dip a toe into another's reference from time to time. But uh, certainly I had an issue of Firestorm the Nuclear Man in the bathroom at my mom's house mm-hmm. from age uh, like 9 to 13. Mm-hmm. Um, that had been given to me by my babysitter or something. I don't even know how I got mm-hmm. it. Uh, but that's why it's always at the top of mind for me. And, of course, Jordan dated Booster Gold in the late 90s. So, yeah, exactly. So. Uh, when Booster Gold was really hey, we're still friends. We're still cool. Time. We're still cool. We're still cool. Um, it but didn't work out. Yet. I think what you're noticing is that while I have continued to reference Firestorm the Nuclear Man, mm-hmm. uh, Jordan uh, retains his dignity. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know that we've backed off Booster Gold. I feel like it still comes up a lot. I but, think if this guy wants more... Booster Gold related content, he needs to start seeking him out in the pages of DC Comics. But Jordan, I think you are the person here who is equipped to really name a few, a few, <laughs> a few more, a few, oh, the three yeah. of us. <laughs> I'm not going to le- let you leave with your dignity, Jordan. If this oh, question oh, was oh, oh, so what? You, okay, so what you're saying is you think we should come up with a replacement for Booster Gold, another DC? No, comics? I think this person is asking for some. Uh, I think this person might like enjoy. Just a few, want a, a list. Few extras. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Has this person just written in and said, "Why haven't you named some comic book characters I know?" 
Or is that? No, well, I basically. think that's more or less what it just is. Just want a list? Yeah. It's like what is what does he think Jordan is? Elliot Kalen? <laughs> <laughs> I'm certainly no Elliot Kalen. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, if you just want DC Comics deep cuts, uh, what about Arsenal? Sure. Aqualad. <laughs> Arsenal. AC Milan. <laughs> sure. Uh, Liverpool. Right. All DC those. United. Uh, the monitor, the anti-monitor. Wait, there's a monitor and an anti-monitor. Yeah, huh? <laughs> See, that's what I need. I like monitor. Yeah, there's and, the monitor. Is and the, the monitor? We start talking about the anti-monitor. Is the monitor a lizard? He's just kind of a god villain, <laughs> and he fights the anti-monitor. Who boy, that that thing gets complicated. Dark side killed one of them. Oh. How does Mister Mister Mitsopitalik fit into this? I mean, he has magic, so he can hurt Superman. Right. So I mean, I think that's. That's part of it. Um, Gorilla Grodd. We should mention Gorilla Grodd more on the show. What's Gorilla Grodd? He fights the Flash. He's a super intelligent from Gorilla from Gorilla oh, City. He's in uh, uh, DC Supervillains, which I'm playing with my kid. Well, oh, the, he's the big psychic. Vid- yeah, he's a yeah. psychic gorilla yeah. who's very well spoken. I know spoken. who Gorilla Grodd is. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Good work, Sarah. Uh, Weather Wizard. Yeah. If we're mentioning Flash villains, oh, Weather Wizard, that's fun. Weather the Wizard's Teen fun. Titans are in that game as well. Oh so yeah, it's a great game. Which of the Teen Titans are in there? Uh, all of them, but oh. but particularly Raven and Beast Boy so far have been. Oh uh, great, yeah. I love that. So, I have a, I have a six year old daughter who is very into comic book stuff. So I'm we're trying I'm trying to understand the DC universe from the perspective of a six year old. Sure. So I know what the origin story is for Harley Quinn, and I know it's not appropriate, but she loves Harley Quinn. So yeah. I'm like trying to like work out what to give her. Like <sighs> it's Boy, really yeah. difficult. Harley Quinn is a tough <laughs> yeah. thing to still be popular. I mean, yeah. I think they've really done because people love her so much, yeah. um, and for a lot of good reasons. Like you know, but it's a it great is, character. She's sure. she's a girl Joker. It's a funny character. Yeah. She does pranks. She plays guitar in the video game. It's great. But yes, it's quite. It, 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 her she plays story guitar. Is, yeah, if you press a button, is there, the origin right? story of Harley Quinn that. Like uh, oh, it's a boombox. I'm sorry. She pulls a boombox. Daria out. got evil. <laughs> yeah, she pulls out this boombox and and it plays a bit of like cool music. And she yeah, she's a ver- it's a very fun character to play in DC Supervillains. <clears throat> what kind of uh, attacks does she have? A massive hammer. Great classic. Uh, uh, I can't remember. There's a lot of characters in it. <sighs> cool it's a fun game. Um and uh, yeah, finally uh, Swamp <laughs> Thing and Dead Man. I guess. Sure. Yeah. There's there's your list. Guy, thanks. Nobody asked me to name guys from the late 1980s, early 1990s Giants, but I'm just going to say. Do you want to do it? Gil Heredia. Yeah. Is he an actual and giant? Rickert. Fa- <laughs> Rickert. He's Fanaita. like a psychic gorilla. Name yeah. some giants. Yeah. <laughs> Andre. <laughs> mm-hmm. Should we say now that our official polls, should we want to officially change our polls for DC Comics? Yeah, but I don't know any of those guys. Yeah. Do you know? I guess I don't know who Booster Gold is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that I mention it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can keep it, we can keep it like it is. You know, if it ain't broke. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to be able to remember a new guy besides Firestorm the Nuclear Man. I think you would probably okay. be able to remember some new. I would have to go. I would have to. You know, I've been I've been trying to find time uh, to bring my family to hang out with uh, Glenn Weldon and his husband at their mm-hmm. beautiful A-frame cabin mm-hmm. outside Washington D.C. I would I would love to go do this. Glenn's invited me, and I, it's like a dream. You know what 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 be, and what better way to use that time than to have Glenn kind of take me under his wing, sure. and teach me some weird Batman shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until I have the opportunity to do that. Okay. You know what though? I hang out with Elliot a lot. I feel like he could help me. 
Elliot knows more about Marvel comics. But uh, doesn't he? he sure. He knows a thousand about Marvel <laughs> comics true, and yeah. eight hundred about That's other true. comics. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure if I need Dark Horse tips, he can help <laughs> he might, me. He might have some Dark Horse tips. I need tips. to know something about Savage Dragon villains oh, from yeah. Image Comics. Sure. I have pulled Savage Dragon. That's not bad. Yeah, it's great. Classic Image Comic. Yeah. Anyway, should we do our how, – how are we doing? Do we want to I mean, do – I'm sure Elliot knows a lot of villains from Andy Cap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Just the famous Andy Cap rogues gallery. Yeah. yeah. Flow with a rolling pin. <laughs> I think we're almost done, Jordan. Yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, I think, you know, we've had a great time. Oh, you know, I think I have one here that I think is a good You good have one closer. more closer. Nail in the coffin. Yeah. <laughs> is that what it's Yes, this is the coffin, by the way. We're all dying after this. <laughs> Uh, do we want to like? Do we want to have any final words for the donors? Do can we I ask? Say, yes. Can I ask you a question? Is that the order that you plan to do that in? The final nail in the coffin, and then you die. <laughs> yeah. Well, nailing I mean, your coffin closed. Yes. Oh, I'm going to be buried alive. <laughs> okay. I planned my own death. Yeah. Uh, then I'm going to try to punch my way out, like Kill Bill. Nice. Yeah. But I probably won't. Uh, probably won't happen. Honestly, I'll probably just die under there. How come there's no movies about how in Victorian times they were sure everybody was getting buried alive, and so there were like. There was. Bells. That's what the nun was about. Oh, it is. Yes. Oh, there's a big, there's a big buried alive bell scene in that movie. Oh, great. <laughs> it's part of the plot. The well, nun. I guess that's why I'm a failure. Because <laughs> you haven't <laughs> seen the, the nun. nun. No, because I didn't. I didn't pitch that. Yeah. Sorry. Should have been pitching that instead of just thinking it. Also, the finale of that movie includes someone. Uh, finding a vial of Christ's blood and then putting it in their mouth and spitting it at a ghost. It <laughs> 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 rules. That movie is like way crazier yeah. than you think it's going to be. Do they have to re-wet it? Re-wet it? The vial of blood? Uh, no, I think Christ's blood just kind of re- re- remains liquid. Oh, God. It was it. in a special, like... Um... It doesn't become a plasma, for example. No. It's it like was... daddy's sauce in that respect. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Christ's yeah. blood is the original daddy's sauce, <laughs> if you think about it. Yeah. If you think about it. It wasn't a great callback, but it was a callback. No, it yeah. was We great. could have actually buttoned this thing. if we. <laughs> can we work <laughs> gentleman's relish into this somehow? Oh, can we? Yeah. God, Never is... say that to anyone. Let's work some gentleman's relish into this. God, why does everything in Britain oh. sound like cum? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have nothing else to do there. We're very old and every, just make everything sound Every real. subway station in London is called like Cockswallow. Yeah, true. Like there's no right. other... Yeah. Yeah, welcome to Pole Choker. Yeah. <laughs> Gape Vag. <laughs> now, now. Thayden Bois. Which is a genuine tube station. Thayden Boys. Yeah. Sure. Um, Just thinking about tube stations now. Uh, is Wari. This is from Boylor. God. <laughs> oh, thank goodness we're ending on this one. Is Wario woke Mario? <laughs> No, he's evil Mario. Yeah, he's, he's not evil woke. Mario. He it's loves a, treasure because Mario is a is good. Yeah, he's a he, he's a hero plumber. Mm-hmm. He's one of the. It's like in um, you know. Did you ever read the Hero with a Thousand Faces, Joseph Campbell? No, for college or something. No, there's a whole part about hero plumbers. Yeah. They go through, no matter what culture in the world it right. is, they go through a similar process yeah. where they go down in. To a pipe. Mm-hmm. They're in a position of comfort, but they want something. Right. So they go into a pipe. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they collect gold coins. They collect gold mm-hmm. coins. They rescue a princess, but she's in the wrong castle. Right. And you yeah. get bonus points depending on how high up the flagpole you jump. And then finally, the underwater levels are frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think Wario. As the Ashanti say, <laughs> 
<laughs> they do say that. Yeah, it's underground levels. Levels. There's a big dino- uh, dinosaur that throws its own eggs at you, hmm. which is disturbing. The, when you think the, about what eggs are, yeah, <laughs> and what that dinosaur is throwing at you. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's someone else's eggs. It's not their own. Oh no, because it makes that noise. Oh yeah. Ooh, can we do the egg noise? I can't do the egg noise. I never tried it before, and now I realize I can't do it. That that egg noise. <laughs> Listener at home, try doing the egg noise. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's that dino. Yo- no. Is it? No, it's not Yoshi. No, it's Yoshi. Is it Yoshi? Yeah, I think it's Yoshi Noya beef balls. <laughs> All right, <laughs> our balls are sure. better than theirs because they're made fresh. Quelp, quark, quelp, quelp. Yeah, how would you spell that noise? <coughs> I think mean, Q U A L P. Yeah, quelp. quelp, quelp. Sorry, guys, I have a little bit of a, a mint eater's cough. Nice. <laughs> What's that? Uh, Is that another tube stop in London? <laughs> Mint Eater's Cough? Um, Brian Sonny D. Fernandez is our producer on the program. We're very grateful to, the, to him. We're grateful to everybody out there who's a Maximum Fund member. Uh, your support is what allows us to do this show, and it means so much to us that we get to work for you and, uh, you know, not for evil corporations. And yeah. So, I mean, Maximum Fun is a corporation. It's technically evil. It's neutral, I think. <laughs> Chaotic neutral. Chaotic neutral. Um, we're grateful to our pal Sarah Morgan, uh, who always makes time to come visit us when she's here in America, and it means a lot. Yeah, try and stop me. She should be <laughs> having one of those weird lunches with Brian Grazer right now. <laughs> Where you tell him your ideas and he steals them. Oh, Brian yeah. Grazer. Yeah. Yeah, it's ideas. Sunday. So. Could Brian Grazer be <laughs> yeah. our new superhero, Paul? Sure, yeah. I like to spend my days off talking about Daddy's sauce in a small airless box in <laughs> MacArthur Park. Good news for you, Sarah. Hell yeah. Um, Always a pleasure. Thank you for the money that I got off you, Max Fun uh, uh, donators, when I was a Max Fun employee. Um, and I still am, technically, if I write more bubble. So, yep. yes. There yeah. Yeah. Thanks um, for the money when I wrote for International Waters. And you have a podcast <laughs> called The Fear. I do have a podcast called The Fear. People yeah. should listen. Yeah, it's fine. It's, not, it's in the UK. You guys won't have heard of it. It's very cool. <laughs> very exclusive. Like right. six episodes. Is yeah. The Fear the new pink The new pink rock? The new punk rock? <laughs> Is The Fear the new pink rock? <laughs> yeah. Oh, punk rock. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very punk rock. As in, it sounds like shit compared to professional podcasts. (laughs) But the content is very real, very raw, very personal. Street level. Intimate conversations with. How how does your show sound shitty? Isn't your. Are you literally married to a record producer? It's just that he can't teach me how to edit a podcast because he knows how to do the job too well. And I'm. And I. uh, It's like someone who's like a fighter pilot trying to teach someone to drive a moped. I'm I'm using free software to edit a podcast and he's sort of trying to show me. Yeah, it's. We've sort of worked you're out. Dr- I can now edit my own podcast, and he just makes it sound nice. And, we were, and, 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 and I'm on a podcast network in the UK you're, now. So. You're riding the moped, and he's just over there yelling, "Watch the pitch and your yeah, pitch exactly. and your your us are shaped like a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> just take them out. No, we... I'm leaving the us in. It's real and authentic. Anyway, yeah, I have a podcast where I interview comedians about what they're scared of. It's called the fear. We have been doing this show for like 12 or 13 years. Mm-hmm. There is so much uh, Jordan, Jesse, go waiting for you, the Max Fund member. If this is if you're a new member, uh, go listen to – I mean don't 
frankly. <laughs> but like, you you may yes go listen to all the many many hours of other stuff. I mean, like you can watch the short films that we uh, riff tracks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Public domain educational videos. Yeah, we've been doing this this bonus stuff for a while. There's a there's a real butt ton of it. There's some cool stuff up there too. Not just from our show, but from others. I can't recommend the one we recorded in a boat on MacArthur Park Lake because it turns out <laughs> it is really hard to pedal a boat sure. and make jokes at the same time. Yeah. Listen to so our hard. listen to our noble failures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you, every Max Fund member. You guys are the best. Uh, we really appreciate that we work for you. It means a lot. Um, and everybody sitting near those people, our apologies. <laughs> this must have been really weird and hard for you. Sure. Um, and you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> Bye. Bye. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.